0: If you are an educator, parent, grandparent, youth pastor, or just anyone who cares about the upcoming generations, how would you like to have a full-time research assistant that would help you keep up to date on everything from lingo, the latest movies, what's trending in their culture, and far more significant issues about faith, gender, mental health, and so much more? Well, stay tuned, because that's exactly what you're going to hear about today.
1: Welcome to Key 3 Educators, helping you excel as a Christian school leader, educator, or homeschooler as you outfit students to learn themselves, love God, and live connected. Here's your host, Stephanie Smith.
0: Welcome back to Key 3 Educators. I'm delighted today that we have as a special guest, Kelly Rankin. Kelly is the Partner Relationship Manager at the Axis Organization, and if you are not familiar with Axis, I highly recommend them. I actually came to know about them many years ago when they were still doing in-school presentations, and so I have been a follower of theirs for many years. So, Kelly, welcome so much to the uh, show today, and if you'll just kind of introduce yourself and Axis, and tell us a little bit about your history and mission. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to meet people, talk with people,
1: and get to brag a little bit um, about Access. So as you mentioned, yes, I work for Access. I've been here for quite some time, and I've um, had the pleasure of working with many schools and organizations and churches um, and just talking about how we can help those organizations um, and what they're doing in their ministry. So Access, our mission is to build lifelong faith by helping parents and caring adults talk with their kids about what they otherwise would not, uh, one conversation at a time. So that's the mission that we have here. Um, And when we say parents and caring adults, as you can imagine, that does include teachers, it includes pastors, it includes grandparents, um, anyone who might have a teenager or somebody eight to 18 in their life that they um, see regularly, honestly. And Access, um, we started in 2007, and I say we, I wasn't there, but 2007, the same year the smartphone was born, and so that's, it's really fascinating to think of how the journeys have gone side by side, smartphone and Access. So
0: that's quite a parallel because there's a lot that has changed since then, and not just in terms of our perception, but I know um, Gene Twenge has done some. Remarkable research, you know, paralleling that and and the changes of that. One of the things that I really like, and I want to emphasize this from the get go you mentioned the word conversation in your opening, and that it is about having one conversation at a time. And that's one of the things that I see. This isn't just a one sided lecture. That's not what Access is about. It's about equipping people to be able to have those conversations so they're informed and. And productive. Kelly, I know that recently Access changed from a membership site to a donation based uh, ministry. So, can you talk to us about that and the, the purpose uh, for that? And also, feel free to share how people can be supporters.
1: Um, as you mentioned, you knew about Access when we were traveling and speaking at schools, which was fantastic. That was sort of the early model of Access. Um, and then we moved into a resource filled ministry in addition to that and people could get to our resources by paying and we started to see this great need and this demand and the desire for churches and families to have our resources but the pay piece was sort of in the way um and so part of what we wanted was to get more parents and reach more families and be able to expand our mission and the best way to do that was to take away the payment piece so as of March 1st of this year, we are free. Um, everything at Access is accessible to anyone um, at no cost. And it's a very easy, user-friendly website, which is always helpful. Um, and so, yeah, so we are donation-based now. And so to be able to continue to provide these resources to everyone at no cost, um, we we love to see the donations come in. So all of that is available to do and get information on from the website directly.
0: Okay, and we will definitely have links to that in the show notes and be able to also have those verbally at the end. Mm -hmm. So there are four main resources that Access offers. And so if you can just kind of walk us through those um, one at a time, if Mm -hmm. you want to introduce all of those together um, or however you best want to accomplish that, but I want to make sure that people really understand the breadth of the resources that you have available. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. First of all, thank you, Stephanie, if you just, you're, you're so knowledgeable of access and um, I'm just flattered for the organization. So thank you. We do, we have four primary uh, resource categories, if you will. Uh, One is called the culture translator. And I feel like this is what we're mostly known for. This is um, a weekly email. So each week, our team of researchers, um, they get all their research done uh, within the culture of that Gen Z generation to help caring adults stay up to date on music, movies, TV shows, and social media trends that will impact your kid's world. Um, we ex- you can explore past editions, You can, um, you know, just read them at your own convenience. They will come to your email box every Friday if you sign up for those. So again, as I mentioned, it's probably our most popular resource, I think possibly because it does come to people's emails. But the thing that's amazing about that resource is it is the top three things happening in Gen Z culture that week. So there is nothing um, but this current week being discussed in this resource and we find that teachers and parents and pastors are really getting creative with the information in that email and it's really helping them in their ministry and it's extremely current and it's just really fun for them to see the reaction of their teens when they bring up topics that are happening right this second, um, typically on social media or like like I said, on movies or music. Um, our next category is our, our parent guides. So these are um documents to read and they're they're there to educate and prepare caring adults to have confident conversation with kids about big topics like mental health, technology use, bullying and more. They're downloadable PDFs and they will answer any questions an adult may have to equip them to dive deeper with a teenager. So some of these topics in the parent guide category are a little longer lasting. For example, if you're not entirely sure Um, You know, what TikTok is, it's a great uh, parent guide. You can go read a few pages about TikTok and most of your questions will be answered and you'll be able to have a conversation about TikTok. Um, We get a little heavier into some topics as well, but we also get a bit lighter. You know, we have some video game conversations and that type of thing. And parent guides are a great resource for example, for teachers to go to for the younger Gen Z audience. Um, because there's so many topics within that category. There's over 100. Um, We also have podcasts, um, which, you know, podcasts are amazing. They really become quite the resource for so many organizations. And our podcast network provides a learning environment for adults uh, in a format that's easy to consume in in busy life, much like any other podcast. So each episode will invite You into the access parenting community and coach you through building uh, coach you through building those stronger conversations with kids and teens in your life Um, and finally our conversation kits are teen-friendly videos that explore very deep topics so conversation kits are topical video series designed for caring adults and teens to watch and discuss together Uh, they're family-friendly and they weave biblical principles with cultural relevant references, sorry, to provide an engaging experience that's relevant to teens. And they're trusted by parents. Uh, the Conversation Starters for Parenting Teens includes a video series. They're divided into consumable segments. So it's not like you have to sit there for two hours um, and watch a video. And they also come with discussion guides. So these are also very, very popular in that um, if I am a teacher or a pastor, I can take each segment, each series or episode and kind of make that into my scope and sequence over the next four weeks. We can watch a segment of a video and we can discuss as well. And those are a little heavier, by the way, I should make note of two things. Those are a little heavier in topic. So if you have eight year olds, y- you might find one or two of those that are appropriate, but we get into um, like pornography, um You know gender that type of thing so it's a little more on the you know 15 to 17 maybe 14 to 18 year old age group the other thing i should mention is there is kind of a wide trend with those videos where adults are consuming that resource um together and then presenting it to their teens just for discussion and confidence building as well
0: i want to go back and start with the weekly email Mm -hmm. i know that many of us you know, we could sign up for a million emails from everybody. Right. And everything from recipes to how to use mushrooms and our cleaner homes and our kids and right. There's no shortage of things. Most of us aren't sitting around going, gosh, I need something else in my email box this week. But I want to say that this is an email I highly recommend because this is not just a salesy email that throws in a few tidbits this has powerful information and yet it's written in a way that it's very consumable and understandable. And it doesn't just throw a bunch of information at you like the news and then leaves you kind of going now, what do I do with this? So having those discussion questions and points of things, it's not because I don't get the sense I've never had the sense that it's like, well, you guys are so ignorant. We have to kind of tell you how to have a conversation. But the reality is that sometimes it's difficult or what works with one kid definitely doesn't work with the other. And so being able to provide those as resources and tools is is something that I highly recommend. And the fact that it's focused on things that are coming up right now, not just talking about topics that happened six months ago, but things that are relevant. So uh, even if a person misses a week or two, they can hop right back on they can pick up some things. And also, I think it's important to point out there that if someone says, oh, well, my kid's not on TikTok, or, well, my kid doesn't listen to that type of music or whatever, it's still being responsible to understand the culture in which everyone is growing up and living in because they may or may not be on different things, sometimes kids surprise us, but they're going to have friends and they're going to be engaging in a culture that is very much influenced by all these different things that are happening. So for any parents or teachers who are listening or pastors who are thinking, well, our kids aren't into blah, 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 um, they're still being influenced by what goes on in the culture as all of us are. I like the fact that you pointed out on the parent guide and the conversation kits, because you do get into some topics that are very relevant and and meaningful what are some of that you mentioned that there are pastors and teachers in schools that are making some very creative use of these things can you kind of share with some people who might be in those roles as not just as a parent but as a pastor as a teacher as a school administrator what are some of the ways that they are implementing these in their uh, ministries and in their education yeah,
1: that's a good question um so We try to be really sensitive here at Access to our bivocational pastors, for example, or our teachers, you know, who are part-time because they have another time, another job, whatever the case may be. And so one of the things I've heard that is is really quite smart and can really be a good time spent with teens is I have heard of youth pastors who will read that weekly email, the culture translator, read over those top three things happening this week. And and keep in mind, um, every weekly email. Um, the Culture Translator has a segment of questions to discuss. We bring in scripture, we bring in uh, biblical references. So they will read that weekly email and that is what they're going to discuss in their uh, youth group session that Wednesday. So they, they don't dive any further. They don't do research. They bring that email on their phone. They'll read it before and they'll ask their group the questions that we provide in that email and the discussion just goes. Um, kids are loving talking about those things. They're surprised that their youth pastor or teacher even know what what that is. And so it really creates a really good time of uh, having a conversation, which is what we're all about here at Access. So that's a great um, kind of a hack that I've heard um, of people using one of our resources, the parent guides. Um, typically, one of the things I hear that I think is really amazing, because we can't assume everyone is a parent, as you mentioned, um, a lot of schools will use this as a professional development tool. Um, they'll have their teachers read our parent guides, maybe assign three or four and say, let's read up on these. Um, and they can discuss as a team or just require that their teachers read those so that they're in the know on that topic. You know, schools and churches, um, other groups, they have a pulse on what's happening in their community with teens. So they may suddenly be very, very concerned that vaping you know, has taken over the sixth grade or something. And so what they'll say is, all right, team, we're gonna need everyone to read this parent guide, come get up to speed on vaping. Let's have some questions available in case a parent comes to you and says, oh no, my child's vaping. Um, let's read some scripture that might be, you know, relevant to this topic. Um, so that's another really good one. And then um, parent guides, because they're downloadable PDFs are great for caring adults who are in like the education and church space, because if a parent comes to them and says, i'm really we're having a hard time in our home found out um my child is watching pornography we have no idea what to do even how to start that conversation i'm having access to our pdf on that topic is a real gift because a teacher or a pastor can say let me email you this document and then let me pray for you so be able to do what their role is what their job is which is um, to pray and be a, a minister and educator in that space that we are the research assistant we've already done the research on that topic we have questions that you can ask your child we have biblical uh, references other resources outside of access to turn to um, and then finally conversation kits which are our videos um, those particularly in the school space are used quite quite well in a chapel um, they're also used in health class oftentimes. So um those are ways that I've seen schools use that resource. Churches, um, they can, as I mentioned, they use those typically in a scope and sequence kind of a way. So they'll say, well, this month we're gonna go, we're gonna focus on mental health. And so they'll take our resources, they'll type in the search bar on the website, mental health. All of our resources are pulled up and they'll take the four series, the four episodes in the in the conversation kit. That's four sessions with their with their student. Um, where they're watching a video and discussing that topic.
0: So one of the things that you are bringing out here, and I love the fact that you use the phrase research assistant. And so people thinking in terms of access as being, okay, you're the people who can go out and get the research because we can all become very overwhelmed with the amount of data and content that we are constantly bombarded by. So I think that's a wonderful way to, to think of access as, as providing that and then a parent or educator or pastor being able to take that and move that forward are you finding um any other in terms of movements or groups that are saying it's so overwhelming there's so there's so much um, out there right now that is undermining christian values and our young people and I think historically when we see that people um, can feel that way that there can be a tendency for people to just kind of want to isolate like I, I just want to run away from everything that's out there in the world and maybe I'll just kind of pull my my family or our students or whatever and we'll just kind of try to shelter in place mm. because it's very scary out there so for anyone who who may just have more of a fear-based attitude and I'm not at all saying that in a condemning way, cause I totally, totally understand that. What would you say to them about the power that you see of actually engaging parents and educators and young people in these conversations, as opposed to thinking, we're just gonna kind of shelter and we're just gonna adopt this very, um, rather isolationist mentality. Mm.
1: Such a such a great question. Um, and I love, I love this whole idea, this whole question. Um, And I love that you use shelter in place. That's a great way to say it Um, because it's real. It's very real that there are parents out there who have, who have, you know, made that decision, um, no social media, no phone, whatever it is, um, you know, out of love for their child to protect them from just the unlimited, vast world of the internet. And social media absolutely has a lot of negative aspects to it. Um... One of the things that our CEO says, um, he has a couple of phrases that I fit that I think will fit in really well to this question. Um, he will say oftentimes, uh, silent or violent. So oftentimes as a parent, we can go silent, like there's a problem, there's so much, it's overwhelming, like you said, so we're just not gonna do anything. And then there is um, sort of the violent parent where this is overwhelming. I, I want, I need to do something. So I'm gonna like take the phone away. I'm gonna break it, throw it, whatever. Um, and some parents kind of would prefer to parent, you know, maybe like it's 1950 or 1952. And that kind of goes to that space where you are just talking about just that whole, I'm going to shelter them from it. Um, but one of the things that I've heard him say, and I think it's so true is, you know, God has given us these children now, not in 1950. And so to try to fit it in to a 1950 mentality is, is just most likely not going to work. Um, Parents can shelter their kids by not giving them the phone or the social media by all means, but the realization that everyone they know or will meet will have all of that um, is is something to consider. So um, what we like to just, what we really like to encourage our caring adults um, to consider is just that compassion, that um, this is a generation that is is not us it's not from the 1950s and so getting to know gen z itself and a little bit about that generation is a really really good first step oftentimes we meet parents who who really don't know anything about gen z they they just feel like totally out of control as as a human being um and so we do we have a resource called uh gen z and it's such a popular resource because whether you're a grandparent not a parent yet or a parent you really just kind of need to get to know a little bit about, you know, this generation and who they are, who they're surrounded by, how they compare maybe to other generations. And I do think that it sort of takes that wall down a little bit and it will allow a caring adult to just consider, okay, yep, now I see, I remember, now this is not my generation, this isn't my parents' generation, and I might need to try to work with this a little bit. And so that's really what we encourage parents to to consider first.
0: Okay. And to be able to recognize that in some respects, people are people throughout all time in history, but the culture and the technology and the environment and the, uh, even the work options and everything that we grow up in has a profound impact. And one of the things that I have been able to see through the materials that access provides is the recognition that there's a difference in past generations when you had technology that happened at the adult level, and then it was a number of years before it kind of trickled down to the younger people. And what we've had more recently is where you have technology that is exploding on the scene for the same time as adults as it is for the young people. Mm -hmm. And so there's this learning curve of what we're gonna do with this, it's happening simultaneously, and it's not a matter that you have this gap in years between one generation that has been able to kind of get a handle on the technology or the changes in culture and then it kind of gets passed down so it's getting hit at the at once at so for anyone who's maybe still because i think there's still a few people who kind of have the, the mindset well all of this dividing up of gen x and gen z and millennials oh that's really just a bunch of nonsense because people are just people really if they if they take the time to dive into it to recognize that there are external environmental factors that are different than what we have seen sometimes in the past, um, anything on on that that's that's a little off of a rabbit trail for me, but anything that you would add to that? Yeah, I would
1: add that I think you're absolutely right. One of the things that came to mind as you were or as you were talking is um we've pointed out in in several of our resources just just the simple acknowledgement of as for you as a caring adult or a parent. As you mentioned, this is our first uh, go around, too, with the smartphones and the social media and just that pure access to the world of information. Um, Where are you at? Right. So it's hard to have expectations of our children and how often and how they use that that device if we are setting a different example. So I do think it's something to take note of and consider. And I think the other thing, too, is to remember that through all generations, I think we can all think back or. watch movies or have conversations, right? The teenager, they're always, they're always going to be different than we grew up. And I think that that's important to remember as well.
0: Yes, ab- absolutely. And that's not just about uh, rebellion or, or whatever. There's actually a physiological element to that. And so I actually have a whole digital course on that. Um, that mm-hmm. We're not going to get into here, but you're, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. This has been a wealth of information, and I want to thank Kelly for being with us today. Make sure that you visit the website, access.org. And if you don't know exactly where to get started once you get to the site, even though it's very easy to navigate, you can scroll down and make sure to sign up for the weekly email, the Cultural Translator. While you are online, make sure to hop on over to key3educators.com. Sign up for the Three Qs newsletter there, and I promise not to spam you, but we'll send information that's worth your time and also just help to keep you updated on other podcast episodes and new and upcoming resources that you're going to find will be of help to you as you help upcoming generations to develop a savvy faith and cast a vision for their life of earthly excellence and sacred significance. All right, my friend, we're going to wrap this up for today. Remember this, you do have an impact that is immeasurable, eternal, and irreplaceable.
1: Thank you for being with us today. For information on speaking engagements and resources for your school or family, visit the website key3educators.com. Remember, learn yourself, love God, and live connected.